everybody. Don't you just love the Christmas season? I love that video. It kind of gets you just all hyped up. We've got our Christmas tree here. Thanks to all the people who worked so hard getting it there. And we got some presents down here. They're just empty boxes, just spoiler alert. But we'll have real, real presents in there sometime for kids if we're going to do that. I'm not sure how we're going that direction and everything. But isn't it full... Lots of fun to come in and see a tree with presents down at the bottom. And I know our kids, when we were younger, they would come in, and when we snuck some in there, they noticed every time there's a new box added to it. And it is just kind of exciting. And I just love this season of the year. So this morning, I want to actually talk to you about gifts under the tree. So that's why I had Lenore wrap several of the boxes, because we just, I mean, it's the time. I mean, it's the time that you get excited. I'm sure every one of you, or many of you at least, when you walked in, you saw the tree. It was here last week, but you noticed that there were some added things down there. And I'm sure there's even some questions like, well, I wonder what's in that one. What's in this little one? You know, the best thing comes in the small boxes. Well, what's in the big box? It, it just it just draws your attention to it, and it's just there's just a happy feeling when you see that. And I I think about my kids and just the big wow look on their face. And one year we actually surprised them. We we've always had just you know having four kids, you don't really have a huge big budget to just like go crazy with. So we had a small dollar amount that we did every year, and then one year we went crazy and we bought them crazy gifts. And I, I'll never forget, I should find that video and play it one of these uh, next week or something, but every one of them got a huge gift, and Andrew got the iPod that he'd been wanting, and his eyes got this big, like he thought we faked him out and wrapped the box, you know, but it was actually the real thing. I mean, we dropped like a grand that year on Christmas, and just the, the excitement in their faces, but isn't that all of us? When you get a present, when somebody comes, we had the Christmas party last night for church at Bruce and Cece's, and we all did the white elephant exchange, you know, so you see all the presents up there, and you're kind of like, I don't know about you, but I'm like, oh, I wonder what's in that box, and that was, no, that's a bag, that girl did that once, I don't want that, and, and you know, that's probably a candle, I don't want that, um, what's over here, and then the hot thing that Mr. Shear and I almost fought over was the flashlight, neither one of us went home with it, I don't think you got it, you got it? Oh, good for you. Pray for me later. Um, anyway, the hot thing was the, the flashlight and the different things, but don't you look at it and go, what? I wonder what's in those things, and just, it causes so much excitement for us. But I want to tell you this morning that not only are there gifts that we give to each other, but we model giving gifts because God gave gifts to us first. In Romans chapter 12, starting in verse 4, it says, Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function. Now, just stop for a second. Think about that. Think about each one of our fingers. Think about our nose that smells. Think about our ears that hear. Think about your eyes that see. Lenore got surgery this week, and she's able to see out of her left eye. Wednesday, she'll have surgery on the other eye. And she, she says, I, I can see colors. And I just went into Costco, and the pharmacy sign is beautiful. I'm like, it's just a red sign. She's like, but it's shiny, and I can see it. And, you know, her world has just been opened up because she can see just that's one little thing right here. Okay? Think about our toes. Do you know if you don't have your big toe, you can't run? I mean, there's just so many little things, and it's just just as our bodies have all these moving parts and all these things, each one has a special function. Can you imagine if you didn't have, you know, a hand or a finger, you know, and you're trying to do something, or you didn't have thumbs, and you you couldn't grab anything, just each one of them is inconsequential, and you don't even think about them. Think about what it takes to walk. 
just the moving, just of your foot lifting up and going down, all these small moving parts, so it is in Christ's body, the church. We are many parts of one body, and we all, I love this, belong to each other. We all belong to each other. We all belong with each other. That's why it's so important to have a church family and a place that you can come and just, we're all in together. And the, the thumb may get hit with a hammer sometime and it's really red and it's hurting and it's like causing problems for the rest of us, but we don't chop it off. We all make it through. We all belong together. In his grace, God has given us different gifts. And I want you to see that. It's God who's given us the gifts. And we see gifts down here, but it's really God who has started this whole process off. God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, then teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to each other, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong, but holding tight to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. And I just love the way it just breaks all that down. And it's kind of like telling a story. And we think about all the different body parts that we have and just how they all work together in unison. And God's like, hey, I've given each one of you a different gift, but it's all for the part of putting it all together and making something wonderful here. Now you might say, well, that sounds really good, but I'm not really sure how I would fit into all that. Well, I've got really good news for you. The growth track is part of the wonderful thing that we have going on here, Church on the Rock. And we're having that in January. I believe it's the last Wednesday of the month. Uh, We're doing step one to step two because we know it's difficult for people to get here on Saturdays. And then the following Wednesday, we're going to do step three and step four. Step three actually helps you find out what one of those gifts that we just went through, all of those things. Step three helps you discover what God placed inside of you. And it's just so amazing. I'll never forget whenever we'd been serving in church for so long, so many years, and you know, just, just, you jump in, you just, you know, both arms in and just, you do what you got to do in the trenches, you just dig and do some whatever. And Lenore just jumped into kids ministry and she's Pastor Kevin's wife. So she's got to be in there. We have four kids. Well, by God, you got to be in the nursery, you know, all your life, you know, it's a forever sentence. And, you know, she's been doing, they put her in charge of it all. She's doing all these things. And she sat down in growth track and she discovered the children's ministry was not her ministry. It wasn't the gift God had given her. And then when you realize what it was, it's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I can see you doing that. It's an amazing thing. The other thing Michael talked about is our legacy offering that we're taking up next week. I talked about it two weeks ago and how it's not about the offering. It's not about money. It's not about, hey, how much are you going to bring and lay at God's feet? It's not about any of those things. It's about what we're going to leave in a legacy. But it's also in that list of things. It says, if you give give generously. If that is your gift, do it well. So whatever it is, whatever you are in the body, are you a thumb? Are you the finger? Are you, please don't give everybody the finger, you know, as you're that body in the part, in the body of Christ. Are you the eyes? Are you the mouth? We saw all of those different things that are there. God has a purpose for them. 
James 1.17 says, every good and perfect gift is from above. So if I take a present that is wrapped here, no matter what the present is, no matter what the gift is, no matter whether it's something that seems so small and inconsequential of just encouraging somebody, or if it seems like it's really big, and it's like, wow, man, you've you got the gift of giving, and wow, look at all the money you give to the church, and you do all that stuff. Wow, you're really good, but I, you know, I just encourage people. Each one of them, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father. See, it is God who has given us the gifts. The Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like sh- shifting shadows. He doesn't just change his mind and say, okay, well, nah, I'm just going to do this or that. He has a purpose for every gift, every purpose gift that is there. 2 Corinthians 9 says, and in their prayer for you, their hearts go out to you because of the surpassing grace that God has given you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Even that scripture, which is an amazing thing that he's, the Apostle Paul is talking about, that the prayers of this church and this whole region was going out to the Corinthians. But that was even surrounding giving. That they had an offering that was taken up for helping these people out. And it's like so overwhelming that it was amazing to them because they left a legacy that Paul is talking about that made it in the Bible that 2,000 years later we're still talking about. And in their prayers for you, their hearts go out to you, the people who received this. All the, the legacy that was established by giving to these people and helping them out because of your surpassing grace that God has given you to give. Thanks be to God for whose gift? His gift. See, because if God gives you the gift of giving, then it's him that's giving through you. It's not necessarily just about you. If it's God that's given you the gift of an encouraging word, then when you see somebody, you just give them an encouraging word. It's not the small little gift. God can use you in a most amazing way. We talked about a couple of weeks ago that this season of time between November and December of between Thanksgiving and Christmas is the number one time that people choose to commit suicide. Not because their problems are more difficult or they more in volume at that time. It's just that they feel those problems more at that time. It's more intense. That encouraging word that you give somebody says, man, you look really nice today. You, you've got the best smile. Every time I see you, and you'll say to yourself, man, that was nothing. But to that person, it may change their life forever. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. See, but sometimes we have this going on inside of us, and then we discover what God has through the growth track or you know these types of steps. And we go, okay, I recognize that. I'm, I've been already doing this, kind of, and I'm going to do it more, but it's just kind of who I am. Now I want you to see this morning that it is God who's given you that gift. Romans eleven twenty nine 29 says, for God's gifts and his call on your life, what he's placed in you can never be withdrawn. Another one says it's irrevocable. It can never be. He doesn't take it back. He doesn't say, hey, here's the present that I have for you. And this is it. But you're not doing nothing with it. I'm taking that back. I'm going to put it. I'm going to give it to somebody else. No, it's there forever. 
one of the greatest gifts God has given us is Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for it because it is a gift from God. Even salvation and, and understanding that Christ died on the cross. He was born as this baby at this time that we celebrate. But the purpose of him was for the cross. And we're going to look at that next week in great depth. And I'm really, really excited about next week. You don't want to miss next week because it's going to be really cool talking about Jesus coming as a, a baby and then what his destiny was and how we have a destiny as well. But it says, even that you can't take credit for it. It's a gift from God. Look at this, verse 9. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. Salvation is not a reward for the good things you've done. You can't get up to heaven and say, okay, why should I let you in my heaven? Well, God, here's all the things I did. I, I was in the Boy Scouts. I helped this one. I did that. I did this. And I, I, I saw somebody on the side of the road, and I, I helped him out. And he goes, well, it's not a list of all the good things you've done. Did you know my son? Did you have a relationship? Salvation is not the reward for good things we've done so that none of us can boast about it. See, the gift that God gave us in salvation is so big and so huge, there's no way I could ever earn it. It's a gift. goes on, verse 10. For we are God's masterpiece. I love that. Think about that for a second. Think about a tapestry that's made up of all the individual little pictures and it makes this bigger picture. Have you seen those? You, you take the little mosaics, or some of them even take photos, and I don't know how in the world they do that. It just always intrigues me how they do that. But they got photos, all these different things, and the way they put it all together, it makes a bigger picture. But when you get up close to it, you can actually see the individual pictures. That's what it's saying here. We are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us a long time ago. See, it says in Jeremiah 29, 11, if you've been here for two minutes, you've heard me say this over and over again. For God knows the plans that he has for us. He has plans for every single one of us. And they're for goodness. They're for doing wonderful. It's for having a wonderful life. But God has given us plan, but we have to discover it. We can do the good things that God planned for us so long ago. Romans 6, 23 says, But the wages of sin are death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. It's the free gift. It's one of those gifts that are underneath the tree that are sitting there waiting for you, saying, Will you unwrap me? Will you just receive me? Now, when I had that, that great Christmas with my kids and we had them in different size boxes, I think Andrew's iPod was you know, you know, like this big. I mean, that's back when they were huge. But, you know, it would hold, I mean, my watch probably has more memory on it than that thing did at the time. But, you know, I, I put in this huge box. He had to unravel and unravel, and he had no clue. When he got down there, it was just like this big reveal of everything. But imagine if I gave him that box and he took it in his hand and he just kind of set it down. He never opened it. 
Imagine all of the joy and all the wonderful times. He still has that and uses it some. But imagine all of the fun that he got out of it, all the goodness and all the enjoyment he got out of it if he'd never opened the box. He says it's the free gift of God, is eternal life through Jesus. God's given us a great gift. It goes on in verse in First Corinthians, verse twelve, and it's kind of saying it differently from the other way. But I want you to see it this way. It says a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. Now, why is the gift there? So we can help each other. Remember, we're all part of the body. Some of us are thumbs, some of us are eyes, some of us are ears. Some of us have all these different things. But what is it for? So we can help each other. To 1 verse 8, the Spirit gives. Now, who is it that gives the gifts? It's the Spirit of God. He gives the ability to give wise advice. And to another, the same Spirit gives the message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. It goes on to say, you should ask and covet the gift that you, you see one in there is listening. Say, God, I'd really like to have that. It, it says, pray and ask God to give it. But it's the Spirit who gives these gifts. So we see all of these different types of things. And you, you may have the gift of faith. And, and just faith comes really easy to you. And someone else, man, they struggle with that. Well, what, what should you do with yours? Go back to verse 7, please. A spiritual gift is given so we can help each other. So if I have the gift of faith and you're struggling with faith, guess what I should do? I should come right alongside you and help you. If someone has the gift of healing, that God has given them that ability, and I will tell you that my wife is one of those people that God has given that ability. When she lays hands on you, it's not the same as someone else because of the gift God has given her. I don't have that gift. My wife does. So if someone is sick and they need something, a healing in their body, they should find someone who has that gift so we can help each other and say, Lenore, pray for me. And when Lenore, it's not Lenore who's healing anybody, but it's Lenore who has the gift from God, lays her hands on and God does amazing things. We see the gift of miracles or prophecy or discernment. All of these different things, the gifts that God has given us, picture them under the tree. Verse 27, all of you together are Christ's body. All of you together. So it takes every single one of us to make the completion of what God has for us. All the more reason we should be discovering why God put us here. So then the fourth part of our our thing, number one is to know God. Number two is to find freedom. Number three, to discover your purpose. Number four, so we can make a difference. But we make a difference by all of us being together as Christ's body. 
And each of you is a part of it. That's why it's so awesome to be a part of a church family so we can all be here that I don't have to be the faith gift. I don't have to be the healing gift. I don't have to be this. I just have to be me. You have to be you. Each of us are a part of it. Verse 28, he breaks it down some more. Here are some of the parts of the, that God has appointed for the church. First are the apostles. Second are the prophets. Third are the teachers. Then those who do miracles, and then those who have the gift of healing, those who can help others, those who have the gift of leadership, and those who speak in unknown languages. Are we all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Or do we all have the gift of miracles? Do we all have? He goes through all those in the last part of verse 30. Of course not. See, we can't all be one of them. We need the blending of all of them to be the perfect representation. The tree looks really awesome. But imagine if every one of those gifts were exactly the same. There wasn't one that was smaller. There wasn't one that was a medium one. There wasn't this one that's a little bit bigger yet. And wow, this one's, you know, that's pretty impressive there. Wow, look at this big guy right here. If they were all cookie cut the same exact way, it wouldn't be near as exciting to look at. It's the same way for us. We need to just be comfortable in where we're at. So you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. I love this. But now, but now, let me show you a way of life that is the best of all. I love this so much. I got so excited when I was reading this. But now... Okay, he just went through all the gifts. He's talked about all the ones that are under the trees. Like, God's got these for you. These are the ones that are, God is, the Spirit has just laid these out. But now, let me show you a way of life that is the best of all. And in your Bible, you'll notice that that is the end of chapter 12. But when he's speaking, when he's writing, it's just like when you're writing a letter, you don't break it up and say, okay, chapter 1, then chapter 2, chapter 3. There is no breaking in any of this. And the people who made your Bible, they broke it up so you could easily find it. So they put a chapter break right there. But I want you to imagine that it's not there. And just let us read through there. So you should earnestly, verse 31 of Chapter 12. You should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts, but now let me show you a way of life that is best of all. If I could speak all the languages of the earth and of angels, but I didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, he was just talking about prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, And if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but I didn't love others, I would be nothing. Do you see he's referencing the list that he's just talking about in what we call chapter 12. He calls it the previous paragraphs. Verse 3, if I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Then he breaks it down for us. Love. The true love of God that we talked about last week that covers over a multitude of sins. 
If you didn't hear last week's message, I really encourage you to go listen to it. Not because I'm the one talking, but because it's an amazing, amazing revelation. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It doesn't demand its own way. It is not irritable. And it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never fails. Never loses faith. It's always hopeful. Endures through every circumstance. Will you bow your heads with me? Close your eyes. We saw the great gifts that God has given us. And the ones that we should covet. And the ones that we should discover what God has given us. And and it's all part of the body. and, And we can do it great. But I love the way he brings it all down. Even if we're at 100% capacity with the gift that God has given us. But we don't love. If we just use the gift that God has given us as something to brag about, to boast about. It's not going to benefit anyone. We saw over and over again in the scripture that it said it's for all of us. We're all part of the body. That this is so you can help somebody. We see that it's for the global unit. It's for all of us put together. It isn't just for me. And it isn't just for you. So this morning, I don't know where you find yourself. Whether you're listening to this in this room, you're watching online, you're listening to the podcast, you're watching the video, there's so many avenues that you could be watching this. We have such a wide audience we've been blessed with I don't have any idea where you would find yourself this morning but the very best gift that God gave is when he gave his son the gift that Jesus gave for salvation we saw it's the free gift of God you don't have to live your life without God He paid the sacrifice so you don't have to. So this morning, if you've never accepted Christ as your Savior, you don't have to understand it all. You don't have to have the full understanding and the grasp of it and all wrapped in. And shoot, the, the greatest thing I saw in the New Testament when we we're reading through the New Testament is the disciples had been with Jesus for two years and it said, and then they believed. So they were with Jesus himself for two years and they were struggling with believing. You don't even have to understand everything that we believe. You just have to understand that he... God sent his son as a gift to die in your place. It's the free gift. Or you might say, Pastor Kevin, I'm far from God. I once knew him.
but I'd really like to come back into the personal relationship with him. Today can be your day for each one of those. Maybe you heard the list of all the different gifts that God's given and you say, man, I really want to discover which one is mine. I really want to get active and activated in what he's called me to do. I think all of us can fit into some of those categories. But we're going to start with the great gift of Jesus. So if that's you and you want to be counted in, you don't need to say this out loud. I'm just going to help you with the words of a prayer. All you got to do is just say it between you and God. Mean it in your heart. There's a time for a public expression, but I don't believe this is necessarily it. I'm help you with the words. That's you. Say, God in heaven, thank you for sending your son as a gift to die in my place. Thank you that Jesus paid for my sins so I don't have to. I ask you to forgive me for living my life without you. I receive the free gift of salvation. Jesus, please forgive me. I surrender everything to you. Be the Lord of my life. Be number one in the best way I know how. I'm going to live for you with all my heart. Today, I give you my life. Now, Father, I pray for everyone who prayed that prayer for the first time or for another time. Father, I thank you that your love and forgiveness covers us with the wonderful gift of salvation. Lord, I also pray for all of us, Lord, that we hear the challenge of the gifts that you've given. Lord, that we'll find out what those are, that we'll purpose to go through the growth track and to get activated in that part of our Christian life. But Lord, I love how it all come down at the very end too. We can have all of these things cranking 100% if we don't have love. It's for nothing. So God, I pray that we will focus on loving other people, reaching out to those people. Lord, even it's a simple thing as a kind word. Lord, we give you all the glory and all the honor. Let us love one another like you love us, God. In Jesus' name we pray.